I'm Lottie. And I'm Mark. And this is Showtime Shenanigans. Well, you have fun editing that one in the correct place. How's that? Oh. <laughs> well, actually, as it's, it's just, as it is the week it's coming out, it's just I can kind of day. say slightly. Um, I've got a job. Mark has a job. <laughs> but um, yes, that's what I'm going to say. Really, a theatre job. It's front of house theatre job because I am staging. We love it. Finally. I also have, I also have something to say about that as well, but we could do that later on because I want to get my fun fact out first, and we can have a conversation. Because I don't want to forget my fun fact. Do you want to do the segments first, then? Oh, we can do, yes, please. Okay, so the key change of the week (laughs) is... I don't know, because I haven't written it down. It's uh, Sunday from The Wedding Singer, and the key change is at 2 minutes and 48 seconds, and it's... Sunday, coming through... Something like that. I'm not going to lie to you, Mark. (laughs) The mic's on the floor, and it's not really picking it up. The mic's on the floor, it's right there. Hello. I've taken the head off it so it's less floofy. Oh. Well, I mean, it looks very quiet on that. Well, that's because you're quiet. Thing. And also because we're like zoomed in for some reason. What have you done? I don't to the know. audio. I don't started typing, it. apparently. How have you started typing on the microphone? Oh, blue my neck mark. <laughs> there we go. See, look, it now looks fine again. Oh. Okay. Well, <laughs> cool. Okay, anyway, fun fact. Go. Cool. So my fun fact this week is about Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, the musical. I'm so glad. I know. It's a great show. Um, I was lucky enough to see it when it's in the West End, the <sighs> superior version. Um, As opposed to what, Broadway? Yeah. Sometimes when Broadway takes on English shows, it just doesn't do It was do just the fact justice. they cast ad- like four adults as kids apart from Charlie, and it was just a bit odd. What? Yeah. All the oh. kids were played by like adults. Adults like eighteen-year-olds or something. No, like, like 20, adult adults. Twenty, twenty odds. Like people that had like graduated university adults. We're Whoa. Playing, we're playing the kids apart from Charlie. Charlie, which was well, a bit weird. I mean, either do all or none. Yeah. That because then that's a mix because Charlie's meant to be like the same age as the other kid. Yeah. What? Anyway, carry on. What's your fact? Um, so my fact. No, my <laughs> fact was um, Charlie and the Top Factory was in the West End was produced and directed. By the legendary director <laughs> Sam Mendes, he is the person that directed um, Skyfall and loads of other James Bond movies. Oh, like film director? Yeah, oh. so it's his first. It was his first experience doing theatre. Is that w- the cast? When when did that come out? Was that the one that they made the little TV show yeah. thing? So that thing that you said about ages ago on here, and I think I linked it, but I might not have. I might link it in this one again. Um, what was it called? Um, so the Sound of Musicals. The Sound of Musicals. Yeah, I'll find it. I think it's on YouTube. There's one, no, there's one episode on, on YouTube, like, and, then, and then you can kind of go. You can kind of find them on dodgy websites. But there's quite a few yeah. episodes. There's like six or seven, yeah. Yeah, but one's on Chinese Rock Factory, so that's like the original cast. Yeah. Then yeah, so that would be oh cool. Yeah. Because I was Channing Chalk Factory, it's quite an old story because, you know, Roald Dahl. But I was like, I know the musical is modern, but I was like, was it one of those old ones? Like Oliver, the musical, oh, yeah. years and years ago. I know Charles Dickens, bit of difference from Roald Dahl. But like, <laughs> it was in like, it op- that first opened in like the 70s or whatever, Literally, but it's, re- it's been, it's refi- been revived, revived. Revived loads of times, yeah. Yeah. So I wasn't sure. No, um, Charlie's, Charlie's, it was originally. Is that one in like 2011? London, or like London was, no, because. 
2011 was when Shrek came out and Shrek was looking for three years and then Charlie was the next show that went into the theatre. So 2014? Surely not. Let's say, let's say like 2015. Mm, that late? Si 2015 or 16, yeah. Oh, wow. Uh, probably 15 because I remember I think when I was 16 I saw Matilda. I was going to say, um, also oh, no. when Oh no, maybe over. when it was 16, it was 16 because I remember this when we went, sorry, when I went to see Charlie in the Chocolate Factory, basically I broke my ankle, so it was uh, 16. Was that year 11? Yeah, it was the beginning of year 11. I thought it was year 10. It was, it was, <laughs> I, th oh, but that would be late 2015 if it was beginning th of year 11. It was, uh, yeah, beginning of year 11, because I remember, I, it was, what a was time it? that was. Because I remember when I went to see Charlie, I just got off crutches, uh, so, so I always had London. one crutch, because so, I was still did a little bit. Did you get to do Access? I did, I got uh, taken in the yes. back way. But, <laughs> the best um, ways. I know it was iconic, um, but uh, but yeah, we booked Mum booked Charlie whilst we went to see Matilda, which was the year before. Is gotcha. what my story was. But it always just went on a little yeah. bit of a tangent there. I'm sorry. Anyway, act of Nothing's the hour. Ever normal. Nothing's ever normal with me. Is it? It's not simple, is it? No. Are you reading over my shoulder? Do you want to know who the actor was? It's Sierra Bogus. Bogus. <laughs> <laughs> well, I thought it was going to be more like Burgess, but not. But I listened to someone say it in an interview because I didn't want to say it wrong. And it's like, it's actually like Bogus. It is bo bo Bogus. Um, it is actually Bogus. Bogus. No, I think it's like. Because I thought it was like Bogus, like, like almost like Burgess. But That's what I was thinking. Bone. But I think it was more like bo bo. Bogus. But I don't know, they were American, so who the heck knows? Exactly. The, the person that said in the interview. So but she is also Sierra. American, so. Yeah, I was going to say, so Sierra. Okay, anyway, whatever her name is. <laughs> Sarah Bo Bogus. I'm going to say Sierra Bogus. as well. Sorry, Sierra Bogus. Mm, that sounds like Bogey, though. I feel like I would have remembered that. I don't know. Her, anyway. <laughs> no her surname is spelled B O G E S. Oh, so close. We were almost the same. What are you doing? I have a bug bite on my leg and it hurts. Oh, he's wearing shorts, guys. Scandal it. Oh, there's that leg. Okay. Notable roles include Ariel in The Little Mermaid, Christine Daae about a bajillion times in, in Phantom of the Opera, Fontaine in Les Mis, Principal Rosalie Mulkins, can't read my own writing, in School of Rock, uh, oh, I didn't close the commas. Oh, you trash Oh, no. Person. The speech marks weren't closed. Oh, well. Rebecca Steinberg in It Should Have Been You and Cinderella in Into the Woods. You also forgot about um, when she played Christine Daae, but not in Phantom, but in... Um... I've got that. No, I've got that oh. as well. It's all good. We'll dust later. Okay, so Sierra went to Millikan University where she achieved a Bachelor of Fine Arts, like most people that um, start. Fine Arts or like Fine Arts? The fact that it's Fine Arts, I'm going to say that sounds like it would be like art. Because they did like Not fine the art. arts, but like art as in painting. Yeah, like Fine Art would be something they did at like school, wasn't it? But arts with an S would make it more sound like the arts, arts, like theatre. So I'm going to say that. I don't know, it's America. Maybe so stage they design. Do... Who even knows? Anyways, uh, she began her career in the ensemble and understudy cosette in the US national tour of Les Mis in 2005. Look at that go. That's so Look at that happen. What? That's, 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 that's Are you calling her old? No, but I just, <laughs> it makes me feel like a baby still. Yeah, we were five. When someone's career was actually like started when we were like five, and now they're like mm -hmm. a success. Yeah. Literally. Success, yes. Uh, she was cast in The Phantom of the Opera 
um, after that, my voice. Wow. Uh, in Las Vegas and did that for a year. And her, it's not related. Her Broadway debut was originating the role of Ariel in The Little Mermaid. Could you imagine your Broadway debut being originating a role? Why not? In really? like a brand new musical. Madness. And it was an iconic role. Like I'd recommend this to that cast recording because her voice is something else. Is that the, they use roller skates, don't they? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I thought so. Very cleverly done. You wouldn't think that that would work, I mean, but I'm I sure would, it would. I, would I mean, we didn't it, see it. If you did it, it nowadays, I would say get a Segway or a Swagway. That's no fun. Be like, that's not skill. That's like if they did. No, no, but, but, it could, but it would actually look like you're swimming because you could like fast. Yeah, but that's like, like doing. No, because the you don't. You Starlight like Express or Segways. Um, I mean, that <laughs> would be iconic. Because it's smoother. I know, I know it would I don't be think, smoother, I don't, but roller skates... I don't think they can really do tricks with segways, you can't, because you have to, like... Spin around. No, but you can't, like, because they do, like, acrobatic tricks. Oh, no, yeah, because you can't not really do that. You, you can't really flip for a segway, because otherwise you'd fucking hit the floor, you'd hit the deck. Hit the deck! <laughs> um, quite literally, because Little Mermaid boat. Iconic. Sorry. Releasing my inner Jodie Steele with this, like... <laughs> This situation. Oh, he's pulling the pony. Okay, if anyway. You, if you're redoing a JD, it's like up like that. And the Oh, I thought you were going to tighten it. I can if you want to. Got it. Anyway. Um, <laughs> that's lined up a poodle. The bro- <laughs> that's rude. <laughs> the Broadway production began previews on the 3rd of November. Oh, this is a fun fact. Uh, 2007, but was temporarily closed. So after seven days of previews on the 10th of November to the 28th, Due to the 2007 Broadway stagehand strike, which I didn't know was a thing. Did you not know? That? Oh. So. I'll, I'll find more facts about that. I'll find, I'll find a reason why they did it for, my ne- for next. Not next week, week after. We've already filmed next week's mark. Oh, yeah. We'll reveal that in a minute. <laughs> it's an exciting episode. <laughs> so, the official opening night was pushed back to the 10th of January 2008. In 2010, she made her West End debut as Christine Daae in Love Never Dies. Daae. 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 Yes, at the Delphi. Uh, she also played Christine in the 25th anniversary concert in 2011 of Phantom. I didn't write that, but yeah, at the Royal Albert Hall, I've performed there. Huh. Anyway, <laughs> gotta take it where it comes, you know. <laughs> In 2013, she returned to the West End and played Fontaine at the Queen's Theatre. <laughs> oh, I wonder where that is. Oh, Anyways. <laughs> In 2015, she... Oh, this is exciting too. She made her cabaret debut with a show called Awakening at New York's iconic 54 <sighs> Below. Ayo. That's why it's exciting, because, you know. The show was recorded as a live album as well, so... You can go listen to that. I think it's literally called Awakening. Uh, In 2014... Bogus, bogus, Sierra <laughs> played the role of a lesbian in the <laughs> in the short film Russian Broadway Shutdown, which was protesting the Russian government's response to homosexuality in theatre. What an icon! Hashtag I think I Wikipedia was confusing because like I use Wikipedia because it's good to get like the basic facts because you can't often get them wrong. It's like well they've been in and when yeah. it's like it's generally it's usually accurate. By a CG person that's like yeah, it's generally know. quite accurate. So I tend to use Wikipedia and you know, but it it was a bit confusing because I it said but like with this it was like said something about her like standing up for things or whatever. But it like I wasn't sure if it meant by one of the sentences I didn't know if it meant that she was part of. The LGBTQ plus community, community or not? I couldn't figure it out. So if anyone knows, 
please go and update Wikipedia and make it make sense. <laughs> but yeah, I'm not sure if so that's I'll what that is. I put the fire alarm was going off, and I was like, oh. We, no. we would be able to hear it if it was the fire alarm. Well, no, because it's downstairs and it like travels up yeah, the floor, but every like after every five seconds, so it gets like. Oh no, it's something beep. Like it's it's um it's not a beep. It's like static it's noise that you can hear because yeah. we have we're young, so our ears are better, so we can hear that high pitched. You know. Anyways. Uh, spring 2014, she returned to Phantom, obviously, you know, why not? Uh, reuniting with her former Little Mermaid co-star, Norm Lewis, who played the Phantom. I think he was the first African-American to play uh, Phantom on Broadway. Norm Lewis was also the guy that played um, Javert in the 25th anniversary concert at the O2, or... Yeah, the O2. Yes. With Lisa Jones as... Brandon Street Urchin. Brandon Street Urchin. Lucy Jones. It's got Samantha Barks. Lady. No, it hasn't. No, it doesn't have Samantha Barks in it, does it? Norma yeah, Nick it Jonas in it. Oh, yeah, it does. Yeah, because yeah. they auditioned at the same time and she got Cosette. Yeah. Lucy got Cosette, but she didn't play Cosette in the concert because she'd only been doing the role for like 10 minutes. I'm assuming that's why. I don't anyway. know. In 2016, she did an Australian concert tour because, you know, she has albums and shows now. And that's it. That's the act of the hour. One day I'll learn how to know. Say her name. Anyway, before we get started on this week's episode, I did have a point. <laughs> Sorry, your little thing tick- oh. tickled my leg. <laughs> um, I had something that I thought of last week. Um, it might have just been... I don't know if it... It was after the episode, but I don't know if it was in any way... No, it's not in any way related. Anyway, okay. so I just wanted to point out that I really am very grateful... That Cosette's dress changed because it used to be that horrendous black thing, and it's oh, really it yeah. makes is more depressing than it is. And now it's a lovely green, silky-looking thing with this like bright bonnet. And I just wanted to acknowledge that that was a thing. Um, but I saw a thing about it, and someone said the new one, it being green and bright and like sign of life, like conveys hope, like yeah. the small bit of hope in the story, because she is like the ray of hope in the story, isn't she? Cosette. Yeah, so I thought that was quite interesting. That's actually that a good point. Everyone, everyone else wears like, like brown Marius or black. wears blue. At, like that's his main. But only when they meet, and then he goes. like darker and darker and darker. Yeah, but everyone wears like drab colours because you know back in the day they didn't wear luminous pink on the barricades. Yeah. But yeah, she Puff wears and like. Okay, she that's the wedding. On the bar- she also wore on the barricades. Madame T on the barricades. <laughs> okay, so this week's episode. She would definitely be saying you're on the barricades anyway. Um, right, anyway, uh, this week's episode uh, is rating Broadway shows that did under 100 performances. And by rating, I just mean we're going to talk about them because. Talk about the ones we know, anyway. Anybody get time for that? Um, I don't have the exact numbers, although I feel like we might have said it before in, sh- in flop. We did an episode about flops. Flippity flops. Flippity flops. Um, quick, make a point whilst I have a. Well, so. Oh, I found it. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> Did you have something to say? No. Okay. Good. So our first show on the list is Carrie the Musical by Stephen King, the original book and movie. I was say the and that not West that's Stephen. on here. Stephen. Show flops. Uh, it did five performances in its initial uh, opening. Oh, that was the original performance. So, revived. Yeah. So this is did under hundred performances before it might have also, come back came, better. I'm just saying, let you know that so these five performances were on the West End, and then it went to Broadway, and then did better. Yeah, but like in its okay, I say Broadway. Maybe it's not. Maybe it's just general. So when these this list is like show, when the show first first ever opened, it went 
it it did under 100 performances before closing. It could have been revived and done way better since. I know that's you know that's a movie, <laughs> you know. So um, well, yeah, that's like one of the that's biggest. like one of the biggest. Yeah. So you know they, that's what I mean. Not like they're they're flops completely because Carrie. It's not, it's a, not flop. a flop. I think it's just one of those shows you, have to, you really have to like find it at the right time. Okay. Or like, yeah, but you really have to you really have to experience it the right way. Otherwise, you can really get the wrong message from it. You can be a bit like, oh, that's just a trash show. I think it's quite selective, isn't it? Because it's horror. Which how is that conveyed well in a musical? Is what you have to think. It's one of those shows that when I see that someone's got it in their playlist or someone like knows the show, I'm like. Someone yeah, do you remember when we were and in the car and yeah, and it came on like what was it? World according to Chris came yeah. on and you were like, okay, guys, this is a bit like niche, and then Ellie like straight away started singing the words and we were like, yes, <laughs> someone else knows this show because it's really good. It is. How did you discover it? I discovered it. I said this story so many times. Oh. I've I know I I discovered it at um, college. We went. To, we had to go. We had to go see it. Like they made us go see it, and I so I had no Sorry, idea. What in the West End? No, in the theatre at the it. college. Oh, the, the school put on a yeah. Of it. Oh, the the, the FDEGs, the foundation degree students, right? Like I university didn't. level students. Sorry. So and first it, year university students did no FDEGs like foundation, not even like first year, second year, third year. The FDEGs. Oh yeah, foundation. <laughs> yeah. Right. Anyway, so they did they did a perform they did a production of. Carry and we had to go see it because whenever, whenever you, I can have whenever a class does a show, you have to go see it at some point. So wow. we went to see it. So I had no idea what what going in into it. Like, but I was no had idea. you ever seen the film? I had no idea anything, no, no, nothing at all about well. Carrie. I didn't know what Carrie was. I'd never heard of it. Neither. So the show started. I was like, oh, this is kind of fun. Like, I thought it was going to be a play. What does it start with? It starts with like the court scene because we've Sue. Yeah, and then it goes into. So that's why I thought it was gonna be a play, ball, and it goes into the it. Ball, then it goes into in. Yeah, yeah. PE class. That's yeah. what I was trying to think of. Oh, yeah. in what first? I don't like it. Oh, it has a song, but I was like, I could just be one song, and then it kept me more. So I was like, it's a musical. Oh, so you weren't sure if it was a musical? I didn't even know. I literally knew nothing. So I went in being like, so I went in being like, oh, it could be a play. Shit. See, I kind of. And then. I kind of. I think I paid you one of the. Well, I collected. That was very close to my face. We collected Abby one time when she was doing the panto, and I put one of the songs on by accident. She was like, "Oh, this is my song." Yes, because she was doing Carrie. Probably, yeah, she did carry. That's when I went to see it. Yeah. I saw her do it at college, um, and I think, yeah, I think I knew. I probably forgot about that, but I think I knew it was a musical just because I she knew that Abby it. was playing the main character Carrie, and I was like, "It's probably going to be a musical because yeah. she's doing musical theatre." So, like, I don't think she. I don't she... think she'd be doing straight plays at college yeah she might have done i didn't go and see them sorry abby my bad um but yeah um i remember seeing yeah. it and i remember being like because i obviously i said so once again having no idea what i was going in for yeah like all of a sudden it t- turns like i was like oh my god it's like a matilda sort of thing because she like uses her powers and all of a sudden like she's killing everyone and i'm like holy for doodles Whoa, okay and then you like you look at the thing and you're like and oh stephen and the, king and oh no, I, there was no program or anything like i literally saw it oh, so we had and, a I, and it was on a it was on like a an evening, but but it was one of the. I think it was a Friday evening because Mum was Mum always used to collect me Friday evenings. Don't know why, but she always did. So she collected me, and I was just sat in the car like shook because I was like, "What the heck?" Like, she probably watched. knows the story of Carrie, then, yeah. Because it, my nan. I don't know. Well, like there was Mom, the, there, the original film came out in like the eighties, I think. Maybe. Maybe the nineties. I think it's but they did a re. Quietly. The 
Hello. They did a remake. They did a remake in like 2014. Oh. There's one with like. Was it. No, it's not Sabrina. There's one with Kogay Sabrat. That's the one. (laughs) Sabrina Carpenter. That would be something. But yeah, it's just such a good show. I highly recommend listening to it. Obviously, Oof. if you know the story of Carrie, there's also a bootleg of it with Christian with the, the original Broadway cast, with the, car, with the, the revival Broadway cast. Oh, not not the original. There's no original no, Broadway cast. Really the original cast because it West did End. five shows <laughs> on the West End as well. So, oh. and it was also like all in black and white, and it was like the set was black and white. They were all in black and white like costumes. It was really weird. Probably to show up the blood situation. I mean, I think so, but it was just really weird. Like back in like 1980, I feel like a lot of people, they're like that's the one. I feel like a lot of people will know Carrie even if they don't know Carrie because of that iconic <laughs> the uh, iconic blood moment. Yeah, it's used in like so many TV shows or films. They like recreate Carrie, don't they? No, they they, they pour the pig blood. Always a Carrie moment. Yeah, it's like always a Carrie moment. Yeah, exactly. So like, not to like do a major spoiler, but yeah, there's like a blood thing because mm-hmm. that's like the whole premise. Of how the show begins is with blood, so ending it with blood, it makes Does sense. It? Yeah, because she gets her period. period, it's like the whole thing. Ah. They're in the PE thing, and they're yeah. like, oh my god, you're a weirdo, because she doesn't know what a period is, because she's like grown up super duper Christian. Like, like, you're a whore! But her, yeah, her mum's like crazy. She's not just like Christian, like sticking to the rules of Christianity. I she's love, like beyond. There's, there's one of her <laughs> I don't even know. There's one of her songs I absolutely love. The mum's songs. Yeah. Yeah. It, uh, she starts to like really like sweet and like. It's when she's listening to the prayer on the radio, isn't she? The, there's that one where she like flips her lid, but there's one where it's got. I think it's called when there's no one. So Carrie goes to prom, oh, and she's sat yeah. there like losing her mind, being like, "I'm gonna kill my daughter when she gets in." <laughs> Yeah, is great. basically what the song what the song's but it's about, also kind of that thing where she's which like, is why she's oh, like when there's no one my daughter's gone like yeah when there's no one what will I do who will love me yeah so she's like oh, I think I, that's I, why she's, she's like, like she's like I, I have to kill my daughter but I don't think her aim no, was to actually kill her daughter did she, she had a spike because no, she was she, a, she was a devil because so she, she, spike, she like, knew Carrie had powers by then yeah because she like yeeted the windows closed she was like, no, I'll get them. <laughs> she was like, boom. <laughs> anyway, highly recommend listening to that because it's a bop. Amelie. Sorry, it's went to that all way too much. That was a so long one. So it was a bit of a flop when it opened the Broadway. We haven't got it on this list of how many shows it did, but um, it's a movie though, so it's done pretty well. Yeah, well, the mo- no, I think, so what I've heard is the original Broadway show was so far away from the movie, oh, no. there was nothing that really related it back to the movie apart from one or two things, hmm. which is why it was a flop because none of it was... Obtained the original source material. However, when they brought it back to when they brought it over to London, they mm. changed everything. Basically, Ooh, they kept they kept most of the songs, but they changed literally all the words in the songs. Oh, okay. So if you listen to the cast recording now, it sounds nothing like so. It's the actually one. so it's now more correct to the, to the film. So therefore, it's it, it's now well, that's why I it's now got it West End one. West End one. West End one. West End run. Oh no! But yeah, no, it's pretty good. Times are hard for dreamers, but they I reckon won't be hard Sabotage for me. attempt. Sabotage attempt. Dad trying oh. To fix my car. oh, that's your car. I honestly, it was terrified. I was like, "That's mine. That means my black box is gone. That means my car's died." Oh my days. No, no, it just said battery dead, wouldn't it? Like no, it gone. says battery low, but then if it says sabotage attempt, that means the car's died. <laughs> or the black box has just come out on its own, which that doesn't often happen. It doesn't mind. Yeah, but only when you're in it. 
use. You, no, or my yeah. dad, or my dad gets in it, removes it, and then kicks it out the way out. Yeah. But my dad's trying to fix it. Yeah, car. but if anyway, if, not if, important. If I, no, but if I saw Sabotage Temple on my one, my phone right now, I'd know that my car had died. Yeah, like, I'd be like, well, I'm not getting home. Someone's I'm gonna roll down jump, the hill. Someone's <laughs> jump. Actually, if we get a rolling start and then jump it, on you could like get it going. Oh, that trauma! That reminds me of my first car when we had to, me and dad did a rolling start and I like fell over in the mud. <laughs> Uh, anyway, back to the. But yes, Emily, that's a it's a good. I I, I like the car recording. It's pretty good. It's I like pretty what I'm I seeing. Seen the film it's yet. got it's got Pippa Sue who played Eliza <laughs> in Hamilton. That's the one. She also is in um the, the original cast of the Great Comet um, of eighteen twelve. I don't know if I no I haven't listened to that yet. Look, I have a big list and it's not on my priorities right now. But it's such it's one of those shows you have to listen to the whole way, but great comment. No, I mean musical listening is not my priority right now. Oh I now. see, yeah. Well when you get when you move to Windsor you can live your best life. Yes. Then I'll listen to all the shows. You can literally in the evenings like I wanna go and see Amelie though, because it is in the West End right now. Yes, I, I don't so think it's I don't think it's got an end date no. though. Which is good. I have when I have Thursday matinees or fr- Monday evenings. Right. Okay, anyway, moving swiftly onwards. I might not say that one because I literally can't talk about it at all. Well, wait, I'll mention it. Seven Brides for Seven Brothers. I haven't listened to <laughs> no, it. One of our friends likes it, and that's all we know. <laughs> <laughs> it is a classic, I think. It's like an old show. It was, it, I think it's been in the West End because I think it's been one of, one of our. I think theaters. they've done a revival. I think it's been one you of say our, our theatres, do you mean DMT? DMT theatres. We don't own because, theatres. Um, no, if we did. I would not be doing the podcast, to be honest. <laughs> yes, we would. We yeah, do it would, for fun, but I'd be doing it for money. Anyway, um, <laughs> if I had if I had money to make a good podcast, I'd be doing it for money. If any brands want to like hit us up, if anyone wants to sponsor us and get us to like a thousand k, not bad. A thousand k? Do you know what a thousand k is? It'd be like one thousand, one thousand. That was stupid. One million Ooh. would be a thousand. Wait, no. That sounds also great, a so thousand, do that. A thousand K. A K is a thousand, so it's a yeah. thousand thousand, so that's a million. Yeah. Right, a million pound for the podcast. Who wants that's to buy what, it? That's what I want. <laughs> Who wants to buy this absolute trash that we talk about? A thousand would be great, to be fair. To be honest, a hundred quid. <laughs> Honestly, fifty quid each would be good banging at this moment in time. Down for it. I'm joking. Uh, anyway, I'm yes, joking. seven. No, we, we really like doing it, actually. We, we, we know we're not very good, but we, we, we just enjoy doing it. I thought I was pretty good, but let's move yourself. I'm joking. I mean... You're we... shite. <laughs> no, we are, we're good for the podcast, but we just, sometimes we just lose focus. But like, what are you going to do what about, are you talking it? about I don't think we lost focus that's, at all. <laughs> that's how conversations are. That's what a podcast is. Well, we have an hour rather than just half an hour. Like it's not a YouTube away. video. It's a podcast. You have, you hear our thought process and sometimes it doesn't make sense. It makes sense to us and that's what counts. And um, we've got a lot to get through. Can we kind of... Uh, whatever. We're only at half an hour. Can we, like, stop here so I can just do my thing that I want to talk about and then continue? What thing? I just need to talk about a thing. Okay, the Wild Party. Original cast, the Dina Menzel. Cheeky bootleg out there. there for singing two... some of it. And, I mean, oh, wow. It's, it's from 2000. <laughs> it's from 1999, actually, that video. But, like, it's iconic. Um, it's from 1999. It's old. It's old. It's quality. Uh, it's 22 years old. Oh! <gasps> It's actually this there's, there's two versions of it because yeah. two writers wanted to write the same show. Yes, I knew that. Same, I yes, like I know. You said, this. you said this to me. Oh, I told you. 
That's why I know. That's why like, I, I, I was saying, like, really, like, slowly wait for your brain to, like, realise what I was saying. Sometimes I forget. What do I, what do I also have an accent there for a second? Like, what I was what saying. What I was saying. Oh, no, I was saying. Oh, my gosh. This podcast, I swear to God. I swear to Jesus on I look like a Picasso painting. Just move it this way, and then, yes. <laughs> That's what I was trying to do. Shut off all your paws. Anyway, let's continue. <laughs> no, you were talking about the wild party. You didn't finish anyway, the story. Oh, I just got nail varnish. So on two the people wanted to write the same show. So basically, the, 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 the writers just literally were like... <laughs> They did two so versions. two versions of the, what the Wild Party open on Broadway. They're both separate cast recordings, and they both just did terribly. Is that, is that on the list? Perhaps not. Korean? Oh, Rocky Horror. <laughs> I was like, what? Okay, chess. I'm surprised that flopped, because it was written by Benny and Bjorn from ABBA. Okay, so you knew that one at least. Okay. It's, um, I'm not uncultured. Um, or you swine. Um, but yeah, it was written by those guys. Those epic was it, men. Was, was Tim Rice involved? Oh, I'm yes. Yeah. Tim Rice was involved. So like, you know. It's, they, wrote, they wrote the song. Like, they wrote yeah. Them. They wrote the music. They wrote the arrangements. He wrote they the wrote lyrics. Um, yeah. So you'd think. Um, so I think it didn't do great on Broadway. Oh, maybe that's what it, it is. But on Western, I think it did better. And then it had a revive. It had a, they, did, they did a concert on it, which was a complete sold out concert. Carrie Ellis? They had Carrie Ellis, Adina Mazel, Josh Groban, and someone else. What's Josh Groban? I feel like his name pops up a lot. Damn. Well, I know, that's what I'm trying to. I'm like, wait. He's famous for many. He's he's one of the kind of household names that just like. He's like a bit I'm of a. Not in my household. He's, he's one of the people that just like has a name for being a singer. He's also in The Great Comet. I haven't, no, I haven't listened to The Great Comet yet. I'll talk about it. I'll talk to you privately later on about him. I'll have a Google. Maybe he'll yeah. be the next actor of the hour. Um, yeah, I'm surprised it flopped, but, you know. But yeah, it, Ooh, it, had, a, it, had, a, it had a like a revival concert thing, and that's been it, I think. No, it hasn't. No, but it hasn't. Because it came back to... Um, it did the West End. It did the West End recently with Alexander Burke and um, Cassidy Johnson. In oh the um, Coliseum. Not the, ah. Is it the Coliseum? I don't know. Is that what it's called? The one yeah. which Hairspray's in now. That's the Palladium. No, no, that's the Coliseum. Yeah, it's Square. Yeah. I, didn't know, I, just, I was like, the Coliseum just sounds like the wrong name for a theatre, but it yeah, is. Yeah, it is a bit weird. I don't know anyway, why it's called that. Anyway, not important. Uh, Bonnie and Clyde. I Jeremy love the cast and Laura, Laura Osnes. Osnes. Look at me go. Osnes. I know these names. I'm surprised that flopped. I'm... Well... I think I did a tour... What, it started off as a tour. It's uh, no, I think it started off on Broadway. No, it started off. They did a tour. I did a really like, good tour. Ooh. But they thought, because oh, it did a good tour, let's go to Broadway, maybe. And then it and didn't. then it just didn't do well on Broadway. I didn't know it was a true story. So when I was listening to it, I was like, "This is wild." So I googled. Sorry. Well, I didn't know from when I was beginning. I was like, "What?" And I was like, "This is great." And then I googled whilst I was listening. And it was like, yeah, that's a true story. I was like, what? <laughs> Wait, did you not know? I did. Did oh. you? No, I'm just shocked that you didn't know. Not when I first. It, there's, there's so many references in other things as well. No, I know. That's Bonnie why I was like, surely this is a real story. Like, but like, I didn't know. He- Heather's. Yeah. <laughs> Heather's. I'm. You're. I'm not. I'm not Bonnie. You're not, you're not Clyde. Clyde. Yeah. <laughs> no, I did. That's why I was like, when I finally got around to listening to it, I was also, like, is this a true story? Is it, or is it a film? That it was oh. based, you know, I was like, are they referencing a film in a lot of things? You know? Sorry, I heard, uh, I heard the beginning a bit of I Say No by Carrie. 
Christine. Oh, the new Heather. Is... What's her name? Veronica. <laughs> Christina. Cri- yeah. Anyway. Did you die? I was just like, straight away, I was just like, you the, are from, a drug. from like, you are a drug. I was like, so I literally turned it off. I was like, I can't listen to it anymore. We're going to see Heather. Well, when this is out, we, we, have seen to, we saw Heather's yesterday when this yeah. is out. Oh my God, how was it? It was saga. <laughs> We're also seeing Be More Chill. I'm very excited. So to be more chill about that. We have, no idea we have no idea what it's about. Well, we do. We have, we have a brief. Do you know, I quite like going into a show not knowing much. Yeah, I think it helps you like of, it. I've listened to a lot of the songs and I'll probably listen I to haven't. them. Oh, I've already listened, listened to, to the Oh, I've listened to the whole cast. Probably. Oh, I have but not. Like, I think I it was like. Three I listened years ago. to a couple of them and I was like, oh, this is kind of funky, but I have no idea what's going I on. I think so I listened to it when I was in Canada. So I, I find like it three years I find ago. it really hard to listen to a show that I have no idea what's going on that's why i read the synopsis and then listen to the cast recording when no, I, I know but what, I, but what i can't figure out straight away i just lose interest i'm like I can't figure uh, out there's a on. drug thing it's yeah school, school kids michael's like shy he's in the bathroom <laughs> <laughs> all the time it's, in it's, the all bathroom. it's, really it's got millie o'connell it's got um blake Renee. patrick anderson it's got renee lamb it's got eloise Davies, Davis, Davies. I think it's Davies. Bob. Whatever her surname is, I can't remember. She's with Courtney Stapleton. That's all I know. She's with. Her making a burn. <laughs> Ma- making making Milo. a bang. What was your thing? Come on, we're halfway. About Bonnie and Clyde. No, what was your thing? Oh, so my thing is that every show on the West End at the moment is saying no to stage door. Right. Okay, we're having a stage door chat. So, Didn't, wasn't planning for this. It's just something that niggles my titties. <laughs> And it always has. I'm a, I'm a, I am a lover of the stage I'm door. Just chill down here. Like I'm a lover of stage. Just get out of the way. No, I'm joking. <laughs> I'm joking. I'll take full precedence here. Uh, anyway, um, I love stage door Pre- precedence. I don't know. Carry sure. on. I love stage door. Carry too. on. Keep uh, calm and carry on. Yes, I like. So, stage no, I love door. stage door. I love when it's done properly and everyone has a chance to say hello and it's nice for the actors as well. Properly. That's why I said. You said properly. Oh. It's got an R properly. Sorry, it's a bugbear of mine. That's a big one for me. Properly. Properly. I think when they said it, that's pretty. Because people just say properly. Properly. Yeah. Sorry. So I love it when the stage is done properly, <laughs> and like the cast get to have a nice interaction with the audience, and the audience get to have a nice interaction like, oh God, with the cast, so and it's just a nice, healthy thing. Because actors don't have to do it. Mm. But at the moment. It's the not company of the show and for the safety of actors and yourself they're saying do not do stage door we are not allowing stage door so to go chasing after actors or wait for them waiting at the theater stage door where they're basically forced to yeah, say hi to you or doing it before the show when they don't have to they don't have to be there you know what sort of thing um it's really annoying don't do it they've asked you not to just because they said don't do stage door doesn't mean you can like chase it down the street or like meet wait for them around the corner. It's a lot of people have been doing it before the shows. So that's really yeah. getting on my nerves because I'm like, you're not allowed. It literally says on the door of stage door. It's not like it just says it when you book the tickets and then you kind of forget. Literally, also every the- theatre has a notice on their door saying, "Sorry, we are not doing a stage door." Like you can't avoid it. So like, what gives you the right to be like, "Oh well, I've seen this person loads of times in shows. We're basically best friends. Yeah. So let's just go see her at stage door." It's like. No, that's if not they personally, if they personally invite you to, like, if if they have like, if, if they like wait for me at stage door after the show, if you've previously spoken, the they're like, yeah, meet me at stage door, or like, wait for me, like, I'll meet you at stage door before I go in, sort of thing. Then and obviously, we don't know 
but not everyone's se- done that but it does I mean, I, from what i've seen from people like actors tweeting and talking about is people have been literally chasing after them like yeah, john, john robbins, robbins was being literally, literally chased. chased through london by a fan and it's like it's not if if someone gets the if an actor gets to the point where they have to tweet about it to be like can you just like not that means that it's happened more than once and it's really annoyed them yeah because they don't just tweet being like oh fans are annoying for no. no reason and also um i saw this tweet by an actor in les mis but so this is just a les mis specific thing thing um the, so the way they do it now is they're sat on like the barricades the whole time so they are facing you and it's quite it's usually quite bright now so they can usually see you way up to the back oh my gosh yeah don't be sat there on your phone I mean, don't ever do it anyway. Taking your mask. Masks apparently has been a big thing, especially with actors like who've come to see shows. They're like not wearing masks, and I'm like, do you not want your industry that you are currently not working in because you, you know, you you haven't been cast or whatever, or like you're waiting for a show to like? Do you not want your industry to open properly if you don't wear a mask? What? But like, I get being exempt. You, I get it all. I've often, become very understanding. You often if the rules the, say wear a mask, and if you are exempt, you wear a friggin' mask. You often get that feeling. Like I have it when I get on the train and I'm sat at my table, like on the train. I'm like, oh, take off the mask. Like when well, you go I to a restaurant. Drink and you drink. Yeah, but like the natural instinct is like, oh, well, I'm sat at my in my section. I can take my mask off, and it's like, no, that's only at like restaurants and stuff because you're yeah. eating. Same in theaters. When you sat down, you're sat in your seats, and you're like, oh, I can take my mask off. And it's like, no, wait, no. You have to like remind yourself sometimes because I get that. But I've never actually taken it off. I just get the feeling when I'm I've about taken to sit it off down. Put a bit of drinking food. Oh, yeah, in my drinking mouth, food different. But like, wear a mask. Unless, mm. unless instructed otherwise at the moment, just wear a mask. I just baffled, honestly. I know that's my little thing. I I, need, I needed to like say it. No one ever listens to this, but I need just to say it. I mean, that's not true. People do listen. Okay. Was I can taste the onion from the burger that I ate, and it's just not mm. good. Not ideal. Sorry about that. Okay, next is Rocky Horror Picture Show. Now, I mean, who would have thought that that would have been a flop? Am I right? On the Broadway. Broadway did. I mean, broad. I mean, this says Broadway did twenty-eight previews and one hundred eighty-eight performances. But maybe that's not when it first opened. Maybe. Um, I mean, still though, one hundred eighty. That's quite short. I mean, thing is, also sometimes when it says a hundred performances, that's usually their run. But I was just thinking about it like a couple of days ago. Yeah, but I don't think it was meant. Some t- that's often when it's like a limited run. Yeah, and it, they usually say limited run rather than like they only did a hundred shows because they like couldn't sell tickets. Yeah. Um, but um, so it's weird because Rocky Horror in this country is such a cult classic. Like people go dressed up. If you go and see Rocky Horror at the theatre, you're almost expected to dress up. As, and like, there's like parts things. where people join in. Yeah. Like, if you, there's a, there's, like a, a there's a recording of it at Brighton, like a proper proper recording of it yeah and people join in at certain parts or they shout stuff and it's like part of the show yeah it's a whole thing so it's really funny to me that like it flops when people like i'm going to see rocky rocky horror they're like wear the the fishnets or and they wear like the lips like red lips and like the black curly wig it's like a whole thing um but this is i remember from this episode six that was a long time ago um germany loved it (laughs) when it first opened that's Um, rocky Oh, that's Rocky, not Rocky Horror. <gasps> My bad. You trash. Well, people call it Rocky, and they never sometimes. No. Well, if they, who if even they, knew if that they Rocky say, had a musical? If they say Rocky, they mean Rocky. When they say Rocky Horror, they mean Rocky Horror Show. The big, 
Rocky Horror Picture Show. Yeah. My bad. You absolute I, lemon. I well, ignore everything I just said then. Lovely job about how many performances it did. Maybe it did flop. Tuck Everlasting. <laughs> Tuck Everlasting. Um, I've listened to a couple of the songs. There are a couple of bops. I think I've listened to them, but I don't know. It was probably a while ago. Um, Not much to say about that one, if I'm honest. Nope. Can't remember it. Um... But yes, Lister. I can never say this one. Lissistrata Jones. Lissistrata Jones. You've never listened to, have you? Lissistrata Jones. Basically, it's it's based off an old. It's based off an old Greek play, like ancient Greek play, about um a war thing, like a strike. Strike. A war. It was a a war zone sex strike. So I think it was like the soldiers were like not allowed to fuck the ladies. They weren't allowed to sleep with people or something. I think I can't remember. You're gonna have to Google it. But it's based in like modern day. This this show, Lisa Strata Jones, it's based in modern day. It's about um, a, a strike at a high school with like the basketball team or something. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah. I wouldn't say it's like got loads of bops. But it's a good show. Yeah, some of the songs are okay. I think I've put them in my musicals playlist, so they can't have been that bad. But I don't have much more to say on it. But I, I thought it was quite interesting they did a modern take on like a really old, like I Greek guess with like tale. Shakespeare or something. You could do like a modern day. Oh, they did. Um, oh yes, and Juliet, Wonderland. <laughs> Wonderland's a bop. Why did that flop? So it flopped on the Broadways because. Um, it was in a massive theatre that could just never sell out, basically. It was part of... Were they over-optimistic? It, it was that theatre since Annie. You know that, that famous that famous theatre on the Broadway since Annie? Like that's just every, that's every, show, every single show apart of in it for like since ages Annie, was whatever. a flop. Yeah. It was one of those show, shows I've that got that. In. I've got that. On, I've got some TikToks about it on my phone. I'm going to... Maybe not next episode, the one after. Maybe I'll like properly listen to them again episode. and write in the book. Yeah, yeah. That's the next one. I was going to say we done Maybe that could be your fun fact. Oh, yeah, that would work. I was, well, you know. Anyway. I mean, you sent me the TikTok, but yeah, we'll put it in. So anyway, yeah, so one day I did a flop on Broadway and... But it's so good. Yeah, so anyway, it came to the West End and they reworked some of the... I was going to say they reworked... It, it, I, don't, I don't know what material they... they I don't know, like, how they came out the story for it, but it, I know I, it's, I think it's a book. I mean, it's based on Alice in Wonderland as well. It, the, it? The, but there's a, I think Frank Wildhorn. Is he? Did he write Alice in Wonderland? No, that was C, wasn't it? C. S. Lewis. And it's his writer Wait. Frank Frank Wildhorn. Wait. He wrote Wonderland. Okay, I always get Lewis Carroll and C. S. Lewis mixed up. I think C. S. Lewis might be uh, the Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, and then Lewis Carroll might be Alice in Wonderland. Excuse me, everyone that has an. Alexa. Alexa, who wrote Alice in Wonderland? Oh no. Go on. Oh no. Oh, oh, she's thinking about it. Lewis Carroll wrote Alice in Wonderland. So C.S. Lewis wrote. Oh, she's still going. <laughs> Thank you. Alexa, stop. I don't know if uh, you guys heard much of that, but yeah. So C.S. Lewis wrote uh, The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe then, and all of those. Lovely and then job, Lewis, Lewis Carroll wrote Alice in Wonderland. Anyway, but the, um, Wonderland was written by Frank Wildhorn, and it was great. great. 
and it, is, it oh. just did better on the West End. Not, it wasn't even the West End. It did a tour. Actually, it did do great on the tour. But then the people that do appear in the show, oh, it's hilarious. Oh, um, I do not know about. It's one of the biggest scandals recently of recent times. So it had um, it had um, Carrie Ellis in it. Yeah, Nessie I was going to say that's the one with Carrie Ellis. Nessie McQueen, Lardy Dar, Lardy D, Lardy Dar. What's um, Rachel name? Wooding. She also played Alice, but they just kind of split the role. Anyway, not important. Um, Basically, so the show was doing the tour. They just did West End Live, and she was like, "Come to the show!" And all of a sudden, the company that puts on as put, put on Wonderland mm. lost all their money because they'd been like cheating people out of money. Oh! So people then took legal action against them, and they so were originally then... they were originally put on Bring It, Bring It On. Oh! So they originally sorted out Bring It On that like the Bring It, Bring It On tour was happening the year after. So it meant that like Wonderland had moved to its next location. But with no money. With no money, so they can't have any ho- they can't have any hotels or anything. So the show just had to close. Well, yeah, because you can't. You the, the, then the actors would be out of Homeless. pocket. Yeah. They'd be doing a show and getting paid for the show, but their accommodation and stuff. Well, they weren't getting paid. They, also, none well, of that. Yeah, no. Half the actors lost. They lost like all their month wet pay packet for that like month. Yeah, because you're waiting until the end of the month also, to get paid It was also whatever, that happened during the summer period as well. So they're doing like. Nine or nine ten shows a week rather than just like called? an eight kids' week or whatever. But but it was, like, it was a tour, yeah. but so but they were doing extra shows like kind of for like tours do often have extra shows, don't they? Yeah, they like throw them in there. They're like, Oh, Wimbledon's selling well, let's add another one in. Yeah, the actors are like, <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> at least in London, most people can go home because they're close. To yeah, home. but anyway, um, so yeah, it was half of the tour and it just went boop, sucks. And the last one is Merrily We Roll Along. Well, which I mean, I don't know. I don't think I've li- don't think I've listened to it. I don't know. Don't think I've listened to it anytime soon. However, segue. Um, our next episode next week is an interview with a man called David Loud, who is a music uh, director um, from Broadway, which is very exciting. Um, and he was in the original cast of Merrily We Won't We Merrily We Roll Along. Merrily We Roll Along. There we go. Um, which originally when it was on Broadway did 16 performances and then closed um, but he was in the original class of that and then became a music director and he tells a few stories about it and it's pretty iconic had some bounce and it was really good and it was cool to talk to someone from America it was our first American and it was the first person that wasn't an actor either yeah he's a music director we had two well men. he was but we yeah. had two men two men in a row what a wild time I mean it makes up for last series where we had four women so we had three Three women. My bad. Not apart four. From, apart from my mum, we had three women. Why should I think four? Because we've done four people overall, and yeah, three women. Sorry, my bad. I'm just adding someone in. Um, but yeah, so that's a segue into what is coming up next week. So if you don't know anything about Merrily, we roll along. Uh, you Hold can... your horse. Or David Loud. Or David Loud. Hold oh, we interviewed him because he's got a memoir coming out uh, in <laughs> in the fall, <laughs> in time for Christmas. I'm not. I'm just saying because that's what the Americans say. They say fall instead. Of, oh. But I want. I saying fall sounds weird. If I say in the fall. In the fall. This is American. It sounds better. In the oh. autumn, just in time for Christmas. His memoir is coming out. So it's called David Christmas. Loud something or other. What's it called? Facing the music. Facing the music. <laughs> 
That took us a hot sec. Um, so, yes, we... I was, I was going through my emails. I was going through the emails like, in my head being like... What's it Facing the music with David Loud? Question mark. That's yeah. what the email was. Um, so, yeah, our, our next episode is with him and it's very exciting. And you will already know that if you follow us on the socials because I will have announced it uh, on Monday. So, Oh, it's Monday today. I should probably, uh, should probably oh. announce that. <laughs> The day we're filming is the day that I was meant to be announcing it, but, you know, I've been at work, <laughs> he's been doing training, <laughs> it's been a day. <laughs> um, so you watching this will already know, potentially, if you follow us on the socials, but if this is your first introduction to us, then, Welcome. yeah, we've got the episode coming out. <laughs> I can't believe I haven't done it yet. It's normally at three. I was working. You were with me at three. I was cleaning shelves was at three. I remember I did the disc and it was three o'clock yeah. on the dot. So I was busy. We have video evidence. I do. You need to send me that. I will. Okay, thank you. Uh, anyway, thanks for listening to this episode. Are you okay? Why do you look like that? <laughs> it's not a phase, mom. It's just my face, mom. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, it's Eliza Koshy thing because she put all those fake tattoos and piercings, didn't she? Oh my God. Like an entire face yes. of piercings. Anyway, oh, you touched me. Touch me! <laughs> Look at that cat mask. I'm sorry, that was a really horrendous. That was such a good. That was such a good segue from you there. Look at me go. Okay, thank you for watching slash listening. Um, sorry about the chaos. It's been a day. It's a bit muggy today. It's very warm. You said muggy rather than muggy. Muggy. We couldn't sit outside unfortunately, because oh, it decided to torrential he... rain as we got COVID came. has entered me. <laughs> no, uh, I did it a lateral flow. I did a lateral flow test, so I haven't got it. Why should you have to do a flow test? You probably have to before you got to London. They are doing them every day. Every day? Or every other day. Oof, okay. They've, they've stepped up their abilities. That's good. Anyways. <laughs> Thank you. See you later. Goodbye. Bye.